Welcome to the Fellowship College Podcast. Such a good try. (laughs) Well, y'all just heard Ailey attempt to imitate Josh uh, in the intro, and it started out for like 0.3 seconds. Really strong, yeah. and then you just the laugh got to you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, okay, ready, ready. Welcome to the Fellowship College Podcast. One more time, but a little deeper. Okay. Welcome to the Fellowship. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, you can't do it whenever you go deep. That's okay. Thank you for trying. Yeah, thank you for giving me that opportunity, Jacob. Of course, we'll we'll try again even when Josh comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Josh <laughs> uh, has abandoned us for Texas for a week. Uh, his second yep. home, Arkansas, is his third home. Uh, third time's yep. a try, so I think he'll stick here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ily did our intro. I'm Jacob. Hey. If you have not yet met me, Joanna is also here sitting What's across. Up? She's running all things tech. Very scary. I'm scared. <laughs> well, she. we had a horrible technical malfunction of all sorts last night, and she was there to help fix it too. So Yay. we're thankful. <laughs> so fun. And we also have special guest Sabin Moore. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sabin uh, is a resident with the college team this year. Um, She is a good friend of all of us, but especially me. She is dating one of my best friends. And speaking of dating, that's exactly what we're talking about. Nice transition. That's pretty good. I know. Um, Yeah, we have been doing our relationship series uh, for the summer discussing the kind of stages of moving through relationships, um, talking about where kind of maybe the evangelical church culture specifically in America has tried to correct things, maybe has gone a little astray here, things that scripture says, and just talking about it all. And we've gone through singleness the past two weeks, um, looking at Paul talking about singleness is really a gift um, and that relationships are also a gift. They have their unique um, pros and cons, uh, hardships and joys to each of them. And they're both really good things. And now we're getting into the dating section. With dating, I don't know about y'all. Actually, I do know about Joanna because you just told me. Oh. Uh, rom-coms. Some people hate them and some people love them. Uh, being a guy, I actually do like them a lot. Nice. And so I would, love to, I would love to hear everybody's favorite rom-com movie or movies if you got them. Oh, I was pointed out. Okay. Um, these are more, I, I can't just pick one, obviously. Um, but these are more ROM, less com, but Ever After, mm. so good. Have you guys seen Ever After? I have not. I don't <gasps> think so. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, it's watch a, it. it's like, a, like a remake of Cinderella. Um, In New York City? No, no, no. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's like old timey. Like, oh, um, no. who's the artist that they have portrayed? Um, the, uh, oh my gosh. Who, he makes the Mona Lisa. Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Wow. DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Leo. Um, but it's like, like old school. It's just amazing. So Ever After is one of my favorite movies. And then um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a classic. Yes. Um, I don't know if this counts. No, this is, well, maybe it's a rom-com. Um, Knight's Tale. Night oh, Tale is so good. So with Heath good. Ledger. Yes, Heath oh. Ledger. What? That's like movie. one of my top movies. Let's the soundtrack's go. awesome. You got Knights. Yes. You got Romance. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, who's next? I love so that movie. Good. You can change your stars. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, my all-time favorite rom-com, I don't think it's objectively the best rom-com at all, but I just love it because it has a special place in my heart. 
but the wedding planner, mm-hmm. yes. Matthew McConaughey, J Lo. Oh yeah, I love this movie. I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. it. It's like crack. The scene with the M and M's. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't need the colored M and M's because yeah. less less artificial color. Oh. Yes. yes. It's so good. It's so good. I love mm-hmm. it so much. It's just it's so sweet. I could watch it all the time. That's I love Matthew one. McConaughey. He's great. Um, Eile, you actually stole mine. Oh, no. Sorry, Saban. I was gonna say How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Good, that one's so okay. good. There, there's a theme here. Mm-hmm. Matthew there's McConaughey. There's a Matthew McConaughey yes. theme here. Okay. But I had to think of another one on the fly. So <laughs> I would say Kate and Leopold. Have y'all seen that one? No. no. Oh my gosh. Okay, what? basically this guy, it's so unrealistic. Basically comes <laughs> back from the past like 1800s, falls in love with a girl in current time in New York. And then uh. she goes back in time with him. <gasps> oh my wow. gosh. But he snatches her from the future. <laughs> yes. Yes. So y'all should watch it. It's really Oh my gosh. It's Hugh Jackman. Oh, oh okay. Great. What? Uh-huh. Okay. He's a beautiful man. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So we should have a movie night is what I'm hearing. Oh, 100% love. love. Okay. Um, I'm also on the Matthew McConaughey train. He is maybe my favorite, for sure. Top three favorite actors generally. Um, I'm actually listening to his his book Green Lights, where he basically mm-hmm. talks about how he all of a sudden was only getting asked for rom coms because he just became the thing, and so he refused for like three years until somebody finally gave him a chance to do something else. Great book. Um, anyway, Ghost of Girlfriends Past with him in it yes. is a fun one, uh, but a really classic one that I love because I also love Tom Hanks is You've Got Mail. Yeah, that one's so good. Uh, that may be my first like whenever rom-coms first started to come into like existence and popular in the nineties like that, that was the first one of those that I watched. It was so good. So good. We love Tom Hanks. Love. Anyway, that's all of our rom-com enjoyments. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey for doing your little era of rom-coms. It's been fantastic. He killed it. He killed it. Uh, Well, similarly to how we did singleness, uh, we kind of split it up into two parts talking about, um, kind of like the what and why behind it, starting with Paul talking about that in first Corinthians and then moving on to some practicals. We're gonna do the same thing with dating. Um, Lay down some what's and why's of dating, set some groundwork. And then next week we will get into kind of the application and practicals of like, how do we date well? Uh, And so I'll just start off with a little side note. Um, Everything that we're about to talk about has been said thousands of times. There are a lot of other podcasts out there (laughs) that are going to say the exact same things that we're saying. Uh, And a big reason for that is because uh, we're just trying to pull scriptural truths and apply them to a specific area of life that didn't exist in scripture. People didn't date then, uh, but people did move towards marriage then. And each culture kind of has their own way of moving towards marriage if somebody is going to get married. Um, And for us, it's dating. And so our whole framework for even talking about dating is going to be with the lens of this is how we move towards marriage. And so how do we glean scriptural wisdom, um, how God has said that we ought to live to experience the abundance of life in this area of life, um, eventually getting to marriage. And so that's kind of like the main focus. Um, if you're a new believer, um, or uh, maybe you feel like you right now, you're trying to take steps of growth in your own faith right now, or uh, specifically in this realm of dating, and you haven't really explored this area, this is gonna be a great one to listen to because a lot of this might be really new and give really good insight. Um, if you've been walking with God for a few years now, and you've been like, 
you've been eating up the dating content, relationship contact, talking with people. Um, Feel free to keep listening, but I promise you're not going to hear anything different. Um, <laughs> that's uh, because, again, we're, we're attacking something that um, is commonly talked about and for good reason, because it is an important thing. It's a big part of um, our lives. And so kind of just kick it off. Um, Sabin, I would love to right off the bat hear from you. Uh, Sabin, like I said, is in a, currently an active dating relationship with one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for a believer we're thinking about, okay, what is marriage? And then how does that influence if I'm gonna move towards it in the best way? Uh, So what is like your view of marriage? What is it? And how has that influenced how you date? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think that marriage is supposed to be a picture of um, Christ's covenant and his love with his bride, which is the church. And so um, with that, I think that we should have this lens of, okay, I'm going to love and serve this person and it's a deep commitment and it's not just something that, um, is, I don't know. I think in culture today, it can be very just, I'm going to date for fun. I'm going to date because I think it's going to be a good time. But I think when we have the lens of marriage is this, this serious commitment with someone and I'm going to love them and serve them, um, in a deeper way. Um, that should be the lens for how we date. I love that. You guys have thoughts on dating, y'all's views of marriage and how that has influenced your dating? No, nothing. Steven, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we are going to talk about marriage in future podcasts. Um, so make sure to check those out. But I mean, we're going to probably say it time and time again today, but the reason that we date is for marriage um from a, a, a you know christian standpoint um yeah I, I mean otherwise like why we're not just dating to to hang out why would you do that you're putting yourself in a position where um i don't know i mean so much like temptation and um just things can get in the way when you're dating without the intent of marriage um people can get hurt like your feelings are are in play when you're dating someone and if you're not dating for the intent of marriage um then you know what's the point and there's just a lot more hurt that comes out of it than than good so um i mean i i know that whenever i'm talking with people and and they are you know kind of processing through like am i in a spot that i i want to start dating or do i want to say yes to this guy who asked me out i know like one of the first questions i ask is well are you looking to get married anytime soon you know not like tomorrow <laughs> but i mean if you are in a place where you're like no like i have 5 years of school left and i don't want to get married while i'm in school and you know i have just a lot of things going on then no, like I don't want to get married. Then I'd say, well, you probably shouldn't be dating then. (laughs) Um, That's not fair to the other person if they're in a spot where they are looking for someone to get married to within like, I don't know, the next year or two or three. So I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. That's really good. Um, Yeah, it's uh, one of the, especially... I know it's prevalent in high school. At least it wasn't my high school. It's like the idea of dating just because, so you like have a girlfriend or boyfriend, um, whether that's because you actually want that type of companionship or because it's like a status thing. And that's like a weird cultural thing uh, that's really normal for us is, can y'all think of any other like cultural norms around dating that you kind of have to navigate, especially if you start following Jesus and you're like, man, I want to date in a way that's honoring God. 
this is antithetical to how I've experienced dating in the past. Any things like that that stand out? I mean, I think a lot of our culture, um, actually it might be moving a little bit away from this, but just the idea of like casual dating in the sense of like, I like all, you know, maybe go on some dates with this guy or girl and then, you know, go on some dates with this person. Um, but really we're just messing around. Like there's no commitment in it. Um, honestly, well, this might be a little um, harsh, but I think that's selfish. And it's just doing things for your own pleasure of like, oh, well, you know, I just kind of want to be sleeping around. And um, that's not thinking of the other person. That's thinking of yourself and your own desires, which if that's the worldview you're coming from, like that makes sense, you know? Um, but if you're standing on a Christian worldview, that's not we're, what we're here to do. Like we're here to love one another and honor one another in a way that's glorifying to the Lord. And so um, just this concept of like sleeping around and, and just like, I don't know, dating for fun. Like that's, that's not it. Mm. That's good. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's this balance, right. Of, um, wanting to date for marriage also doesn't mean that you are like, Oh, I'm dating this person. That means I need to marry them. But you are dating that person with the lens of wanting to see if you could, could marry them if you see yourself in a marriage with them if you see yourself being able to make a commitment to them down the road and so I think that comes with not only respecting that you want to have that marriage commitment but that they will also and so how do you live in that dating relationship of I'm going to keep to be not only honoring you and respecting you um, and being vulnerable and sharing my emotions with you but also the balance of um, not getting so deep with that person that then you've kind of made a marriage relationship mm -hmm. harder for both of you on the other side of it if there was to be a breakup. So um, how do you honor that person with really spending valuable time with them and getting to know them and actually being committed to them in a dating relationship, um, but then also protecting yourself, knowing that marriage is a greater commitment down the road um, and valuing your in your mental health and relationship with the Lord, but also theirs. And I think that's where really good boundaries that aren't too far on either side of the scale come into play in a Christian dating relationship if marriage is the end goal. Yeah, that's really good. No, I was just going to say, I think that's something to keep in mind. Um, and next week, actually, we're going to be talking about like the actual application of dating and how we date well and, and what that looks like. And so we're going to be talking about boundaries and we're going to be talking about, you know, breakups and what does it look like to, you know, have those intentional conversations um, without sharing too much uh, or sharing too little, you know? And so I think that's a really good, like, base thing to remember is as we're stepping into the space of dating, like how do I navigate this well? Um, and I think there are healthy and unhealthy ways to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that'd be a good thing to talk about whenever we're talking about dating and anything in life as followers of Jesus, we want to have that lens of um, how do I do whatever I'm doing so that it glorifies God? Um, on a broad scale and then even as situations come up, like how do I handle this situation, this conversation? How do I make this decision? Is it honoring to God? And am I falling into, um, 
whenever Jesus is talking about this abundant life, uh, am I making decisions that line up with that? Uh, and dating is one of them. And so there's healthy and there's unhealthy ways to do that. What are some ways um, that y'all have seen uh, people date in a healthy manner with maybe without getting into like too many of the specific applications, but generally when you think healthy dating, this is kind of a, what a picture of what that looks like. Um, I think that sometimes when people start dating, they just kind of isolate themselves. So I think when you're letting your community in, um, I think that's huge. And I think that's really healthy. Um, and it's fun too. Like when your friends get to meet that person, um, it's fun getting to see how they interact with them. And, um, if they're able to just have fun all together too, because your closest friends are going to also still be there, um, later down the road if you ever get married. And so, um, I think that's huge of just, getting to bring friends into it. And obviously there's still a time and a place for intimate time together where you're getting to know that person on a one-to-one level, but also bringing friends into it, I think is really healthy. Yeah. Having that community aspect. Um, and that goes for like all parts of life, like the scriptures old all the way through the new Testament highlight the need, uh, for us to be living in community of various kinds. And so, um, yeah, making sure that you're bringing that in um, to dating is really good. Yeah, and I think on the flip side of that, um, I've seen unhealthy relationships where the couple, I mean, they just disappear, you know, like like as soon as they start dating. What did you call that, Jacob? I call that one the disappearing couple. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Two people great. start dating. Whoa, where'd they go? I can't, hello? They're gone. Stop showing up to things. Like you just never see them. And I'm not saying you should just never spend time alone together. Like that's that's important in building that relationship. But I mean, when you start dating someone, I, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself, like you get totally blinded by infatuation and your decisions, the way that you see this person isn't going to be logical all the time. And that's why you date in community. Like that's why you have people surrounding you that can point things out and ask you hard questions and get to know this other person and and just be able to speak into it. And so having those trusted people and, and we can expand on that more in the next um, more application episode, but um, yeah, not just secluding yourself um, and just that, just piecing out um, because that's not going to be great for boundaries either. <laughs> so yeah, that's really good. I kind of have a list of the unhealthy dating pictures. That That's like maybe the most popular one, the one that people just disappear. Another one uh, that I like to call is too handsy. <laughs> what it's, does that mean, Jacob? <laughs> it's, a, it's that couple that is too handsy <laughs> with each other. Um, and especially whenever it's happening in public, uh, public and private, you should be the same. But yeah, it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, why? Why are you on him like that? Stop. <laughs> yeah, get off. It's like you, I, I get you like each other, but tone it back a little bit. Uh, I also have another one that's called, will you marry me? <laughs> and that means whenever I ask someone on the first date, I'm also asking, will you marry me? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. We're coming in hot with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, there are these elements of, um, again, if we're keeping marriage, which we'll dive way more into here in a couple of weeks as the kind of North star for how we go about dating, there are these like tensions. I love that you brought that up, Joanne, of like, I wanna be vulnerable with this person, but you also almost have to kind of time that right with like how, at what point in the relationship are you 
willing to step out in just a little more commitment towards them? And then how do you match that with the vulnerability and, and different things like that, where you're having to do this kind of like weighted scale, like balance of, yeah, it's like this and it's like that. And I think another aspect of just healthy dating is to have a mindset to understand that because dating entails just that, it's kind of like a balance and figuring things out. Um, you will make mistakes. Like you'll make actual mistakes and then you'll do things that are like, oh, we did this and that wasn't super helpful. Let's course correct. Mm -hmm. And being like, that's totally okay. Like you don't, you don't have to nail everything. And if you, if something goes slightly awry, all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, like we're doomed. <laughs> like our relationship's <laughs> doomed. Um, which I've had friends kind of feel like that because in a desire to pursue holiness or just to, to date in a healthy way, when something comes up, it's like, oh, that didn't really work. It almost feels like a moral failure or like a failure of the relationship. But part of relationship is figuring out, can we navigate these things together and kind of like grow through those things? Yeah, I think um, you, you said it's, it's like a balancing act. I view it as um, there are ditches that we can fall into and dating is like just, you know, we're, we're just trying to stay on the road and mm -hmm. on either side, there are ditches of like what you were just saying of, oh, well, we messed up on this boundary. Shoot, we have to break up. Like, I, I can't be around you anymore. The, the world is ending, moral failure. Um, and then the other side of that ditch is, oh, we messed up on our boundary. Well, we're already there. So let's just keep going. You know, mm -hmm. um, you don't want to fall into that when it comes to the community aspect. Um, you want to balance and and, and have time alone, um, but you also don't want to be completely secluded. So there are ditches with that. Um, when it comes to um, even just like the the two handsy one, like yes, like navigate what those boundaries look like. Um, but when it comes to attraction, like and and we can talk about this again in the next episode. But like attraction isn't everything, but also attraction doesn't mean. Like, like it isn't meaningless, like that is important as well. And so when it comes to dating, like we we just have to be aware that we, yeah, we aren't gonna do it perfectly. And, and it is about, okay, I'm gonna evaluate how this is going and then we're gonna course correct. I really like how you, how you said that. Yeah, and part of being in a relationship and preparing yourself for a marriage relationship and honestly being in any relationship ever with the person on this earth is knowing how to communicate and knowing how to talk about this happened and I don't like it or this crossed a boundary and how can we, the two of us, work together in order to problem solve or correct this relationship or just having open communication between the two of you where you are expressing boundaries or desires to the other person and learning how to compromise and learning how to maybe set new boundaries and then both of you meet there on those boundaries. I think that's really good practice in a dating relationship especially, but really any relationship ever. It's just a good relationship skill to have um, that we should be bringing into dating. So I think sometimes um, we, we are really good at doing this with our friendships and other relationships. And then when it comes to dating, I think we sometimes are really quick to um, maybe say, oh, this is a different kind of relationship, or maybe the, my partner has been in other relationships and this is my first relationship. And so I just need to do whatever they want because they're better at dating or know more about dating. Um, but you should really be open communication on both sides, um, expressing your boundaries, expressing your expectations. Um, and it's a really good skill to just communicate and compromise and problem solve together. And that's something we should be bringing into dating relationships as well.
Yeah, that's really good. Uh, do y'all have any examples off the top of your head that you'd be willing to share about like situations in dating where uh, maybe like a, a boundary was crossed or something was missed and there had to be some type of like course correction and whether you did that well or you kind of failed to do that? I threw this one at you, didn't know it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I have one okay. to start off, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's and it's w one that I learned a lot from in for in the realm of dating and relationships. Um, but and it was resolved, but it wasn't resolved as in like the relationship kept going. We actually ended things because of it. Um, but I was in a dating relationship with somebody, and uh, I won there's an element of healthy dating that I was not doing well, which is the community aspect of it. We weren't we weren't like the disappearing people. Uh, but there was definitely things that I was like, eh, I'm not, like, I know what to do. Like, it's fine. And the part of me was also like, Hey, I have been taught, uh, how to navigate certain things well by people. And so I was like, I feel pretty confident in like navigating these things. But then and the error was just not bringing them up at all and not letting those outside people speak into the situation. Uh, and that kind of compounded to the point where all of a sudden we looked up and it was like, man, there are things that both of us are navigating in life that, we need to do with other people in our lives and that's not each other. Um, it, it, we need to be detached from any type of relationship like this um, because there's too much dependence happening here. Um, and, but it took like some rocky ground to get to that point to where it's like, oh, we realize this is like what is happening. And so I kind of failed on the unhealthy part of it, but from that have been able to apply way better healthy um, dating advice basically as far as bringing the community in uh, but then also being able to see things that are like okay this is like i'm not married um you know i'm processing everything with my wife but being able to see pretty quickly oh i think this is something that i really need extra people from the outside and on um, and maybe even like step away from KT and be like, hey, I'm going to talk to these people and then we're going to process it. Um, but it was because of that failure that helped me kind of realize that. And so it's benefited my dating and now marriage relationship big time. But I definitely fell on my face for it. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, I was like, man, I'm thankful for that experience. But gosh, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can think of two examples. Um, one is like when I first started following Jesus, I feel like I stepped into this weird Christian bubble <laughs> of figuring out Christian dating. And I was like, oh, wow, there is a lot going on. Um, some people at my school were reading the I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Yo, y'all. Yo. Yo. <laughs> no, uh, don't read that. Like if you're out there, don't read that. Anyway, um, so just like stepped into this, this bubble and um, I had so much anxiety when it came to going on dates with guys because I fell into that ditch of thinking if I go on one date with them, that means I have to get married to them. Mm -hmm. And I would just panic at, like every time that that would come up. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't I, like, I don't know how I feel about them. And and I had to have multiple, multiple friends say, Ailey, it is a date. Like you are not committing to this person you are simply spending time with them to figure out if you enjoy spending time with them. Which is a great definition of dating. Yeah, <laughs> there we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> um, and so, man, I, I think just being able to f like hear that 
and feel that freedom of like, I lead, like there are no expectations on you right now. Um, that has been so freeing and has just allowed so much like fun to happen, you know, yeah. like, okay, well now I can go on dates and I can have fun and be like, do I like this person or not like this person? I don't have to figure it out on day one. I just literally just have to ask myself, okay, at the end of this date, do I want to spend more time with them later? Yes or no? Great. Um, and so I feel like that was just a really, again, freeing thing that, um, just people have been able to share with me. Uh, and then another, uh, way that I have messed up and have learned <laughs> is, um, just through accountability in relationships. And I feel like this is a common one, but, um, early on setting, um, boundaries, like physical boundaries in a relationship and saying, okay, like this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I think is going to be the most honoring to the Lord. Um, and then as the relationship goes on and you get more comfortable with each other, starting to cross those physical boundaries and the accountability that I had, I was not scared of them. I was like, whatever, like, LOL, haha. Like, yeah, we did that, you know? Um, and having to really reflect and say, Lord, we are in this relationship to honor you whether or not we get married. And so having to be real in that and then find someone specifically who is going to hold me to that standard of holiness. Um, and then having this amazing woman step into my the, my space in my relationship and call me out. And like this girl, like I know she is going to um, ask me really hard questions frequently and she is going to tell it to me straight. And she's someone that I was afraid of, like in a healthy way, you know? Um, and so I think if if you are stepping into a relationship, be real with yourself and say like, is this person that I am, you know, having accountability with, like, are they actually going to hold me to a standard? Because if not, then it's not even worth having, you know? Yeah. So go and find those people, like reach out and say, hey, this is something that I care about. I want to honor the Lord. Will you please ask me the hard questions? Um, would you please hold, like, hold me to an actual level of accountability that's glorifying to the Lord? Um, and so that was just, that was something I had to learn. Um, one thing that I can think of is kind of picking off of you doing on the communication. I think that there have been times, um, in past relationships or current, like my current dating relationship where we've just missed communication. Um, and that has led to heart problems and just feeling angry or upset and then not taking it to that person. Um, and so I think that something that we've done really well um, is just having check-ins and being like, hey, how are we doing? Um, is there something that you're not liking? Or um, is there something I can serve you better in? Um, what are we doing well? What's not working well? And I think that that has been a really helpful framework just for communicating um, once a month or once every couple of months to make sure that um, we are just honoring the Lord well together, but also that maybe some of those personal preferences that aren't working so well can be fixed. Um, but yeah, I feel like communication has been hard at times and it can be hard with anybody, like you said, um, even a friendship. And so it just takes a lot of discipline to sit down with that person and have a, a conversation with them about what's going on. Yeah, that's really good. I think uh, similar for me, um, when I started my relationship with my now husband, um, I, it was my first dating relationship, like my first committed, like we are going to be boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't take the time to sit down and say, well, here's what I want from a dating relationship. Here's what I believe that scripture says. Here's what my boundaries are. And know that and communicate that going into the relationship. Because 
my husband had been in other relationships. And so I was like, um, okay, like, we'll just do kind of whatever you want. Cause I trust you. And, um, which is great. And he did a fantastic job of communicating with me and, and leading me really well. But he also made it really clear that, that I was also a part of that relationship and needed to have a say in what my boundaries are so he could respect them. Um, and I honestly was kind of blindsided by it. And I was like, well, I don't really know. I've never thought about it. And that honestly led to a lot of confusion in the first mm -hmm. few months of our relationship because I literally had not thought about what I wanted from a relationship and what I was comfortable with and what my timeline was. Um, and thankfully, my husband was really good at asking me those questions, which such a godsend. He was so great about that. But there might be relationships where you might be pressured into um, into doing something that you're maybe not comfortable with and you haven't sat down with yourself to um, really figure out what you believe about dating and what your boundaries are and what your timeline is. And so I'd say do that, do that before you go into a dating relationship um, because it's not going to be all the time that someone is really intentionally trying to um, to figure out your boundaries and respect them. And so in that case, you really need to um, be strong about what they are, know what you want going into a relationship and know what you believe and what the Bible says about being in a relationship um, so that you just have clear communication. And that way you're actually able to discern whether or not you could be in a marriage with this person. I think when you yourself don't know what you're expecting from a dating relationship, that can go really south really fast and you can honestly maybe even worst case scenario find yourself in a marriage where that is not at all what you expected or wanted in a marriage um and so before we get into dating sit down with yourself um maybe write it out it's really helpful for me to write it out um but just know what you want going into relationship make that really clear um to yourself but also make it really clear to your partner or whoever it is that you are going to start being in a dating relationship with yeah, it's, it sounds like everybody's, the theme is like communication and then mm -hmm. community within that communication. Those are, as far as just general like advice and like themes for healthy dating, I think a lot of it revolves around those two things. Um, you have community that's around you. They can speak into it. You're, you're dating in that community. Um, and that community is also saturated in God's word. They are also trying to follow Jesus. And so that way, whenever they see you dating, they can see what are the things you're doing? How are you thinking about this? There's lies that you're believing or actions that aren't lining up with how Jesus calls us to live. They can correct you in that. And then the communication part, um, you know, there's some things at the very beginning that's like, maybe I shouldn't tell them this about me yet. Cause like, maybe it's just like way too deep. And it's like, oh my gosh, like now you know all this stuff about me and it, it can be weird, you know, if you break up and stuff like that. But generally, especially on the clarity aspect of communication for expectations and things like that, um, I, I always like lean to just err on the side of over communicating and you can always go back and like re-explain and kind of like fix it because anything left uncommunicated that's really helpful becomes really unhelpful. And then you're like kind of guessing and trying to mind read and then all the missed expectations, which we're edging on to getting into some applications. So I think this could be a good place to start to wind down here. But when it comes down to it, kind of the main point um, for this first part of dating episode is that healthy dating, we have to have marriage as kind of the end point because dating is just our way of getting to potentially a marriage with somebody. Let that be your fuel and your guideline for, okay, how do we go about doing this? There's a lot of different roads to take 
um, as you're moving towards marriage and dating, which we'll talk about next week. Um, not everybody's looks the same. In fact, most people's don't look the same, um, which is always great to keep in mind. Uh, so that being our North star, uh, but ultimately gleaning wisdom from the scriptures with community in order to let that guide you by the spirit. And so we're gonna get into part two of dating next week, but until then, grace, grace and peace. peace.